and welcome to the End Time Shofar channel. I'm Gerald. We'll be discussing or we'll be teaching, as in the days of Noah, abortion and birth control, end time prophecy, as we see what has taken place since the new year has come about in 2019, some of the laws that have been developing um, within the last several weeks. Um, we'll get a little bit more into it when we start this teaching, but we see that abortion is at the forefront in our world right now, and it happens quite a bit and it's very prevalent. Now, when we look at the scriptures, Yeshua, Jesus says this, he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it also be also at the coming of the Son of Man. So when we look at the Hebraic way of looking at scriptures and prophecy, certain patterns take place. When we look at the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation, we see that Revelation does mirror Daniel. And we can see different patterns within the Holy Scriptures that even Paul states this in the New Testament, that things that took place in the Old Testament are types and shadows. So we see different patterns that are going on. So we see this pattern that was taking place in the days of Noah is starting to become more prevalent, which is a prophetic sign that we're living in the last hours of the last days. I know some people on the West, they think prophecy is just prediction, but it's also patterns. Now, this came out after the first of the year, 2019. Abortions, the leading cause of death in 2018 with 41 million babies killed worldwide. Abortion was the number one cause of death worldwide in 2018 with more than 41 million children killed before the birth. Uh, this is by World uh, Meters uh, reports. As of December 31st, 2018, there have been some 41.9 million abortions performed in the course of the year. World of Monitors revealed, by contrast, 8.2 million people died from cancer in 2018, 5 million from smoking, and 1.7 died from AIDS or HIV. Globally, just under a quarter of all pregnancies, 23%, were ended by abortion in 2018. And for every 33 uh, live births, 10 infants were aborted. There were more deaths from abortion in 2018 than all deaths from cancer, malaria, HIV, AIDS, smoking, alcohol, and traffic accidents combined. So when we look at the frame of mind of the hierarchy of society, which is the elite, one of the things that they're pushing is abortion, aborting infants is emphasized because they want to control the population. That's why folks need to get out of, okay, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm following this party. Um, as believers, we need to be walking in discernment. We need to be hearing the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us into all truth. You can get caught up in so many different narratives where liberal media is telling you that abortion is part of... Um, Birth control is part of um, a woman's right to have the choice 
to be pro-choice and she can do what she wants to do, but it's not abiding by the laws of God. The laws of God are placed there to protect us, not only spiritually, but physically also too. So you have people that are in high places that are dictating this. This is also um, being used not just for population control, it's big money in abortion and within the abortion industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, which a lot of people will not talk to you about. Um, and then also too, a lot of women, and a lot of feminists, they try to promote that um, abortion is part of reproduction healthcare. So we can't believe the lies of the enemy. We have to be able to discern what exactly is going on. Now, we can also see what's taking place within the last several weeks with late-term abortion laws. We can see this um, in New York, where uh, Mayor Como signed into effect that a woman can have a late-term abortion up to the ninth month. We see that the state of Vermont and Virginia are attempting to pass um, a bill for late-term abortion. So we see this is starting to become more prevalent. and. The United States is one of the world leaders that promote all types, even though this country is great. Uh, I've been blessed living in this country, but also, too, is a lot of great wickedness that is promoted worldwide with the different things that this country promotes. It's ungodly with the media and just several other things. They use their influence for evil and not for good. Now, when we look at Matthew 24, verse 37, it says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the Son of Man be. Then we look at a correlating scripture when we look at Luke chapter 17, verse 26 and 27. It says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. When we look also the continuation of that scripture, it also links Lot also too. When we look at verses 28 through 30, it says, likewise also, it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they brought, they sowed, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when Son of Man is revealed. So Jesus Yeshua being a first century rabbi, like most Jewish teachers, coupled Sodom with the flood generation as a typical image of evil. His intent was to inform his audience that at his second coming, the conditions of the world would mirror Noah's days and the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. So when we look at the days of Noah, most people see it, the book of Genesis it tells you how every intent of man's imagination was evil all his actions was evil, but there was a lot of demonic, satanic things that were taking place in the days 
of Noah. Men begin to fall away from following Yahweh, and they begin to elevate themselves into this Luciferian um, doctrine that they evolved in as to being gods, which goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. They begin to follow that type of teaching, but also to the days of Noah, we also see in Jewish rabbinical writings that men begin to marry other men, men begin to marry beasts. So we see same-sex marriage, we see bestiality, but also too was taking place was the evolution of witchcraft where these fallen angels begin to teach men astrology, um, incantations, all these different things were taking place, um, making weapons. So the world was full of violence. The world was full of witchcraft. The world was full of sexual immorality that was taking place. And also, too, abortion was taking place. This was the origins of abortion. So we can see the framework of how the days of Noah began to take place and sets the tone what we should look at as a pattern that is taking place right now and will escalate as the days come. Now, when we move on, we want to look at the um, book of Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 12, and it says, Now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land, and the daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they choose. And then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he's also his flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. And the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. And when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, and they were the mighty men who were of old and men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on earth and he was grieved in his heart. And the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land and from man to the animals, to the creeping things and to the birds of the sky. For I am sorry that I have made them, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God and Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. So we see how the book of Genesis talks about the spiritual nature of the days of Noah, what was actually going on 
Um, we kind of went over some of the things that took place in the days of Noah, but the earth was full of violence and man was totally depraved and corrupt. Now, abortion and birth control in the days of Noah and the spiritual climate. Let's dive in and look at the origins of abortion and how abortion is really driven by the kingdom of darkness. It's, it's one of the hearts of Satan is to destroy babies because man was created in the image and likeness of God. So number one, that he hates that. Number two, one of the first things that God proclaimed when he made man as being man and woman, he says, be fruitful and multiply. That's one of the commandments that men begin to rebel against is being fruitful and multiplying. I know some people are like, well, what if I have too many kids? I can't feed them. God knows God is all wise. So he knows what you can actually bear. But let's go ahead and look how abortion was formulated from the council of hell. Now, when we look at the book of Enoch, which is quoted in Jude, Jude quotes um, certain parts of Enoch, but Enoch, first Enoch, chapter 69, verse 12, has an interesting quote on abortion. It mentions a fallen angel named in Cassadia, who teaches mankind the knowledge of aborting babies within the womb of women. People were seduced into following the paradigm of the occult. So this demon spirit showed the children of men, all wicked smitings of spirits and demons and the smitings of embryos in the womb that it may pass away. So when we look at even today's times when the abortionist, that doctor is aborting that baby, a lot of times he's crushing that embryo. We look at late-term abortion, how they use the for um, forceps to pull the baby out, and eventually to get the baby out, they crush the head. So we can see that this stuff was developed by fallen angels that are part of the kingdom of darkness. Now, First Enoch chapter 7, verse 1 and 2, it reads, And they took wives unto themselves, this fallen angels, and everyone respectively choose one woman for himself, and they begin to go unto them, and they taught them medical medicine, incantations, the cutting of roots, and taught them about plants. So famous feminist and magazine owner, um, she is the stepmother to Christian Bell, who was talking about praising Satan when he received um, his award. She stated, um, I'm trying to think of her name, um, but she has stated that witches were the freedom fighters for abortion and birth control. And is Gloria Steinem, 
So Gloria Steinem mentioned this. So we can see how, which we'll get a little bit more, we'll dive a little bit more into it on the next coming slides, how these fallen angels not only taught the crushing of embryos, but they use magical medicine to render women barren. Um, they purposely did that. So when we look at the book of Jasher, which is mentioned in the Bible, um, is quoted in um, Samuel, the book of Samuel, is quoted in Joshua also too. But we look at Jasher chapter 2, verse 17, or chapter 2, verse 17 through 21. It says, Lamech, the son of Methuselah, became related to Canaan by marriage, and he took his daughters for his wives, and Ada conceived and bare a son to Lamech, and she called his name Jabal, and she again conceived and bare a son and called his name Jubal, and Zelah, her sister, was barren in those days and had no offspring. For in those days, the sons of men began to trespass against God and to transgress the commandments which he had commanded Adam to Adam to be fruitful and multiply in the earth. And some of the sons of men caused their wives to drink a drought that would render them barren in order that they might retain their figures and whereby their beautiful appearance might not fade. And when the sons of men caused some of their wives to drink, Zila drank with them, and the childbearing women appeared abominable in the sight of their husband as widows, whilst their husband lived for to the barren ones only they were attached to. So we see this taking place in the days of Noah, where it's men having multiple wives. They would have one wife, pretty much was a baby machine that would have babies. And once they served their purpose of having babies and procreating, they kicked them to the curb. But they had another wife, which we would say in today's vernacular, a side chick. They would have them as a way that they would just hang out with for sexual pleasure and they were attached to themselves, but they would have these women drink these different herbs to render themselves barren. Now, when we look at the Midrash Rabal, um, Genesis 23 and 2, it says, and it gives you a little bit more information in regards to Lamech and his two wives, Ada and Zila. It says, and Lamech took two wives, Ada and Zila, and we see that in Genesis chapter 4, verse 19. This is what the men of the generation of the flood would do. Each of them would take two wives, one for procreation, the other for a mere sexual pleasure. The one for procreation would sit like a widow in her lifetime, and since she was used only to be pregnant, but then had no sexual relations for any other purpose, the other for sexual pleasure would be given a cup of bitters or herbs so that she would not become pregnant and she would sit before her husband like a common whore. So 
who see the frame of mind, what's going on, the mindset of abortion with birth control, other things that are going on um, it's in regards to these demonic beings that are teaching mankind to rebel against the word of God. When we look at the script, famous scripture quote uh, written by King Solomon, Ecclesiastes 1 and 9 states, the things that which are the things that have been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. So when we fast forward into modern society, there's really nothing new under the sun, because we can look at the next thing, we can look at the 486 abortion pill, and we can look at Plan B, the morning after pill. This is this is exactly the same stuff that they were doing in the days of Noah. So when we see how the abortion pill and how it works, it goes like this. Before you take the abortion pill, you meet with your nurse, doctor, or health center staff to talk whether your, your abortion is the right decision for you and what your abortion options are. And you'll get an exam, a lab test to just, and you'll do an ultrasound to figure out how far you're into the pregnancy. The abortion pill process has several steps and includes two different medicines. First, you take a pill called mephistone. This medicine stops the pregnancy from growing and some of the people feel um, you feel nausea or you start to bleed. And after you take in mephistone, it's not common, but it's not common. Your doctor or nurse may also give you antibiotics to take to prevent infection. The second medicine is mesoprestostol. You'll either take mesoprestostol right away or up to 48 hours after you take the first pill. Your doctor or the nurse will let you know how and when to take it. And this medicine causes cramping, bleeding, to empty your uterus. So you're going through all that just to kind of get rid of your child. We go on. For most people, the cramping and bleeding usually starts one to four hours. And after taking the mester prostostol, it's not, it's normal to see large blood clots up to the size of a lemon or clumps of tissue when this is happening. It's kind of like having really heavy cramping period and the process is very similar to early miscarriage. If you don't have any bleeding within 24 hours after taking the second medicine, uh, missile, postal call your nurse or your doctor. The cramping and bleeding can last for several hours. Most people finish passing the pregnancy tissue in four to five hours, but it may take longer. The cramping and bleeding slows down after the pregnancy tissue comes out. You may have cramping on and off for one or two days. So we move on, we look at plan B, the morning after pill, how it works. Um, the plan B, the morning after pill is called lephronestrol. It's not the same as RU486, the abortion pill, but it causes, which 
the abortion pill causes a miscarriage or abortion. In other words, it does not stop development of the fetus once the fertilized egg implants in the uterus. If you take it within 72 hours, this is plan B, the morning after pill, after you've had unprotected sex, you can reduce the risk of pregnancy by up to 89%. If you take plan B one step within 24 hours, it's about 95% effective. It may prevent or delay ovulation. It may interfere with the fertilization of the egg. Plan B does not prevent sexually transmitted diseases. So other, other thing that we're looking at is you're out, you're sleeping around, you're fornicating, you have an unplanned pregnancy, you're like, I don't want to have this baby, or I don't want to have this person's, um, potentially have this baby, baby, this person's baby. I'm going to take precautions of taking the morning after pill to guarantee that I do not come up pregnant and you're playing yourself as being God. So when women say, all right, I have the right to choose, you're disrupting creation and the plan of God. Even sometimes unplanned pregnancy is still, it's not on the framework of what God's perfect will will be. But that child was conceived for a reason and for a purpose. And I, I think sometimes women don't follow within their head and even some of the men that they're with when they push to do such things of having abortion or taking a morning after pill. What if that would have happened with you? What if somebody would have aborted you? You wouldn't be here. So sometimes we don't put ourselves in a shoe and look at certain circumstances. and with adoption and other things, those are other avenues that people should really do their due diligence if you strongly feel like you can't take care of a child, then go ahead and carry the child and give it to somebody. There's lots of people that are out there that are unable to conceive children that would love to adopt. So that's just a side note, but let's continue to stay on track talking about abortion and the days of Noah. So. This is another thing within the abortion industry that brings a lot of money, a lot of Benjamins that's quite lucrative, where they sell the parts of these aborted fetuses to um, laboratories and other things and offer research and other things, and they pay big money to do certain things and all. But one of the things that stands out that's just I just really found this out this week is the FDA is acquiring fresh aborted baby parts to make mice with human immune systems. So the U.S. Food and Drug Administration signed a new contract on July 25, 2018 to acquire fresh human fetal tissues to transplant into humanized mice so that these mice will have a functioning human immune system, according to the information published by the FDA and the General Services Administration. Thus, by issuing a contract to acquire human fetal tissue to use in making mice with human immune systems, the FDA is using federal tax dollars to create a demand for human body parts 
that must be taken from babies who are aborted because it will not be able to create its humanized mice without fresh tissue taken from aborted babies. The FDA has uh, interest in the continuation of legalized abortion at the stage in fetal developments when the tissue needed to create these mice be retrieved from aborted babies. So when the word of God talks about money is not evil in itself, but the love of money is the root of all evil. Sure, these scientists think that they're doing good, but they're playing God themselves. So, and they're pumping in a lot of ungodly money, the, in, the shedding of innocent blood to do these Frankenstein types of experiments. So what they're doing is they're doing gene manipulation and gene splicing that was actually taken about or taking place in the days of Noah. So when we look at the book of Jasher, um, chapter 4, verse 16 through 21, it dives in to talking about gene manipulation that was talking talking about that's one of the things why we look at genesis 6 it it talks about it gives a description why god not only brought the flood where it wiped out man women and children who did not enter into the ark by also why certain animals within the animal kingdom were judged because men began to play around with gene manipulation and this is where you see within mythology where you see a mixture of of um, a man being a horse or you see um, flying horses or you see these different um, mixtures of animals or different mixtures of mankind because these demonic satanic experiments or science was going on but again we look at jasher and it says and all the sons of men departed from the ways of the lord in those days as they multiply upon the face of the earth with the sons and daughters and they taught one another their evil practices and they continued sinning against the lord and every man made unto himself a god. They robbed, they plundered every man his neighbor as well as his relative, and they corrupted the earth, and the earth was filled with violence. And there judges and rulers went to the daughters of men and took their wives by force, and from their husbands according to their choice. And the sons of men in those days took from the cattle of the earth the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air and taught the mixture of animals of one species with the other in order therewith to provoke the Lord. And God saw that the whole earth and it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted its way upon the earth, all men and all animals. Let's go ahead and proceed. And the Lord said, I will blot out man that I created from the face of the earth, yea, from man to the birds of the air, together with cattle and beasts, 
that are in the field, for I repent that I made them. And all men who walked in the ways of the Lord died in those days before the Lord brought the evil upon man, which he had declared. For this was from the Lord, that they should not see the evil which the Lord spoke of concerning the sons of men. And Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord chose and his children to raise up the seed from them upon the face of the whole earth. So we see how we are actually parallel. We see the days of Noah repeating itself. And this is the final pattern, the culmination of all things. When we look at the scriptures, we look at Second Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. It says, knowing this first, that there shall be in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this, they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out on the water in the water and whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perish. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of the ungodly men. So we're living in the days of times, just like Noah, you have scoffers, you have people, okay, you're talking about Jesus is soon to come, his second coming, um, this is going to occur, and that's going to occur, ain't nothing happened so far, and you know, that's a bunch of fairy tales, you know, the Bible's fairy tales, you Christians are stupid, you know, you see this within movies, you see this within television, within the media, they mock the coming of the Lord. You've seen even certain movies where um, they mock the coming of Christ. And there's several movies I could mention and all. And it's in the hearts and framework of men. And even within the church, a lot of people within the church, what we call the church, the visible church, they're not worried about Jesus coming back. They're not even thinking about his coming. And we can also see that within scriptures, the 10 virgins, five were wise, five were foolish, and the five that were foolish didn't have enough oil in their lamp. And you see that people, especially here in America, are so caught up within what they can get now materially, bless me now, you know, prophets prophesying money and other things and on people living ungodly, living more or less even more ungodly than a lot of the people that are living out in the world. A lot of things that go on, I'm sidetracking, but abortion goes on in the church also too. People, I'm talking about people that speak in tongues, proclaim to be holy, ministers, uh, pastors, these bishops, um, these gospel singers, other things and all. This stuff occurs, but they're not thinking about, they scoff, at the second coming of Christ and judgment is soon to come. They think that you're being 
legalistic, you're being too harsh, you're not showing love. But I don't tell you or warn you about the soon coming judgment and the coming of Jesus, then I don't have love for your soul. I don't want to see any person perish not knowing Yeshua or Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But we see that the first judgment in the days of Noah, they were perish or the judgment was water. But we see that this soon coming Antichrist system, this beast system, once it's judged, and the people that who've made allegiance, swear their allegiance to Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, the thing that they have reserved for them is a judgment of fire. So when we conclude at the scriptures, conclude this lesson, Revelation 21 and 8 says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So the main focus is abortion is murder. You might have been an individual that have had an abortion. Uh, what I'm saying is it's not too late to repent and ask the Lord, Lord, I for forgive me. I've sinned against you. Um, Jesus, Yeshua, have mercy on me. Um, go to a Bible, believe in church. Even if you're in church and you have this done, um, confess it, repent of it, um, and get right with the Lord. But if you don't do this, this is the ultimate judgment, the second death. You're not going to be able to escape the second death, this judgment. I know some Bible teachers teach on total annihilation, where once you're judged, you're totally annihilated. You're not existing anymore. The Bible does not teach that. It talks about you'll be thrown into the lake of fire with Satan, the false prophet and the antichrist and you'll be tormented day and night day and night you're not totally annihilated your punishment or your judgment will be eternity living in the lake of fire so we are definitely living in the last minutes or last hours of the last days um, jesus yeshua is soon to come back. We see the pattern of the days of Noah taking place um, as people that are believers. We must be able to discern the times. We must be walking in the spirit. We must be diligent about praying and reading our word and not fall so much in love with this system of Babylon, this world system, because if you are, you're going to get swept away. And what we've seen take place in New York, the blatant celebration of signing that abortion law of late-term abortion take effect is definitely a prophetic sign that we are living in evil times. God bless the End Time Show for our channel. Signing out.